Welcome back to our Object Relations Theory, Thinking, and Clinical Application. Um, in speaking about different topics, I recently spoke about writing blocks and an internal negative editor. We all have internal persecutory objects, but when our editing capacities don't help us, but work against us, we start to talk about a persecutory object, or what Ronald Fairburn, one of the original object, British object relations theorists, called internal saboteur, or anti-libidinal ego. We start thinking about that persecutory object getting in the way of having a positive editing part of our mind to help us as in our self-expression and writing, as opposed to stopping us. So it's the persecutory aspect of the internal editor that um, I want to speak about today because those with the writing blocks, those with creative blocks, those with blocks to loving freely or being free to have their voice and have their selves in relationships and in creative work, we all get blocked by our persecutory objects. And these are a combination of those we've internalized as very small children from negative attitudes and accusations of voices and sometimes even abusive ones from parenting or sibling figures from our early, early life or any caretakers that we had early on. That, we internalize that, but then along with that, it gets strengthened and given more power in this sab sabotaging way that it works against ourselves and our internal world. Power is gained through our own anger and aggression that we repress or dissociate. And that fuels and gives power to our negative persecutory object. And when we're wanting to write and we're in writing blocks, which I work with people with that a lot, they have a negative internal editor rather than a constructive internal editor that helps refine their writing and thinking. Instead, it works against them and stops them from expressing. Before they express it, they're already editing out their thoughts and feelings. So I just want to speak today about how this is related to some primary object relations theory about the um, going back to Nellie Klein's theory of the persecutory object always being there from birth, Ronald Fairburn's theory of the internal saboteur, anti-libidinal ego being taken in at the earliest pre-edipal, um, pre-verbal times from the a negative mothering input um, would become that internal saboteur. So we have both the persecutory fantasy we might have from early on from our own aggression, and we have the actual internalization of negative messages from earliest mothering, then siblings, father, caretakers, nannies, everyone from our early life. All this becomes a perpetual parade of negative attitudes against the self, which we can call the internal saboteur when we're talking about it in terms of a wanting to write, we talk about a negative internal editor, and that's what I've helped people work with in my writing groups, and I've had people publish memoirs through working in these groups, but when it's a severe problem of writing block, I work in individual therapy and in psychoanalysis because this comes into the transference and the analysis and it really comes alive in the moment from the analyst being seen as that person with the attitude against them or they're feeling their anger and guilt in relation to 
recruiting young analysts in there, they know they're afraid of their aggression. And once we talk about what the crime is they think they committed against the parent, or they have fear of success because their parent didn't have all the fulfillment in their life, how can they deserve to have it and do what they really want to do the most, like write or create or, or do whatever is self, it's a form of self-expression. Once we are aware of this and it gets back to memory and feelings in the moment that go back to memories naturally, the person begins to understand that they're operating out of a child's mentality not out of an adult today who, not, who understands this is irrational and that there's no real reason why they should fear that they're going to kill their mother if they want to write, okay? Or that they're going to be stealing something vital from their mother and now possibly as they experience it in the analyst and the transference, they might believe unconsciously they're going to destroy you by their having their voices. If only one of you could have it and the analyst is the mother, then if you have it, then the mother's not going to have it. And then they feel like fear of success and fear of even self-expression and fear of writing, fear of giving a talk to people. All these fears are related to an internal persecutory object. So even though I sometimes surrender my hands and put them in my lap, I like to show, like little puppets, the internal saboteur and the persecutory object and the internal negative editor. They're in there. Okay, so I can show you with my hands these little bitches and bastards in there. So um, we want to come up to grips with them and face them, face them right down, okay? It's like showdown at the old corral. We want to face these guys, our little internal demons, and say, yes, we can, knowing our ideas are not stupid. No, every thought we have to write is not an idiotic idea that somebody already did or isn't good enough or is stupid or just doesn't have the fullest passion in our life. And we want to let it out so we can see what's there, not edit it away before we actually put it down on the computer page or on a written page. You know, this is the whole fantasy, of, you know, the whole mythic thing about the blank page terrifying and inhibiting people who have to write. So when you feel you have to do it, of course you don't enjoy surrendering and just feeling the pleasure of it. Now I've written all my life and I published many books and uh, huge amounts of articles and I do that freely. I, when I sit down to write, I don't feel like I'm forcing myself just because I have an idea what I want to write. I don't feel like I'm saying to myself, you have to do this and therefore rebel against the person in me saying, you have to do this. But a lot of people do. They get into an internal battle just like they had this a little kid on the party who doesn't want to go when the mommy says to go and then hold back because they want to oppose the mommy telling them they have to do it when she wants them to do it rather than when they feel it. Well, that's how people can feel with a writing block. But I am a writer who writes freely and I, that's because no matter what I conceive ahead of time that I want to write, I don't experience it as though I have to do it and I'm forcing myself to do it and therefore I don't have to oppose myself and rebel against it by stopping myself. I just surrender to the pleasure of, I want to do this piece of writing, let me see how it comes out. And that's what people do on the couch when they're having free associations and analysis. Let's see what comes out of the associations. And the analysts and then think that 
look at it together. But if they're in a negative transference and they're angry at the analyst, they might be afraid if they express the anger, the analyst is going to retaliate, just like they were afraid the analyst, their parent would punish them or retaliate. So then they stop themselves, then the free associations don't come out. Just like the writing on a computer page doesn't come out. And then they're just lying there saying, I don't have anything to say today. Okay, but a lot is going on in their minds that they don't know is going on. They're feeling that they're forced to do this thing and they're holding back. Or they feel like if they let it out, they're going to be expressing anger towards the analyst's mother or father and then or a sibling and then they're going to be re get punished by a retaliatory reaction so they keep it all in because they're afraid their anger won't be heard and understood as, as something which has meaning rather than just being something that makes them a bad kid okay so what they feel on the couch in a session in a therapy session or in an analytic session whether they feel surrendering, they can surrender to free association is exactly the situation of someone who wants to sit down to write and they surrender to their thoughts which have feelings with them. Or do they only have thoughts without feelings because they're afraid at some unconscious place that all their feelings are going to be contaminated by aggression that's like committing murder because they were taught their aggression is bad and or they were taught don't do it or you're going to be punished or you're going to get told you're bad or retaliated against in some way. Or maybe they just have guilt that they're going to hurt the other person. Even if the other isn't strong enough to retaliate, then it could be even worse. They're afraid that they're going to injure or hurt someone who doesn't the strength to retaliate, who might be the sick mother. So then they hold back out of guilt. So these are all reasons, but they repress the reasons why they're doing it. And so that repressed idea, has to, understanding, has to come about. Along with their feelings, they have to understand what it is they're actually repressing um, and why, and why they think that what they express will be bad. Because they think they're just afraid that what comes out will be inadequate and stupid. But they're telling themselves it's inadequate and stupid because they're afraid something powerful is going to come out out of their control some tantrum rage that they might have wanted to have at two years old or five years old or just teenagers that were, they were told this is bad, this makes you a bad kid. So that's all why they would hold back, but they're not holding back consciously anymore, they're holding back unconsciously, it's all repressed. So that's where only a psychoanalyst can help them because it's in the area of unconscious repression. And that's how we work as psychoanalysts who also understand an internal object relations world that has a persecutory object that we all have to some degree, but some people have it particularly in areas like the arts or writing, and others have it in other areas. But we all struggle somewhat with these negative messages inside. It's just to what degree, and is does it need a writing group, or, a, or does it need psychotherapy or does it need psychoanalysis to deal with the core conflict that's making them repress their feelings and feelings and hold them back. So their passions can come out in the written work or in whatever else they do, in public speaking or teaching or whatever. Or just talking to people like I'm doing right now. Okay, or in dancing since I'm also an Argentine tango dancer. Um, 
but I've worked more with people who are blocked in writing. Um, some I've worked with who might not feel free to move in dancing since I have a dance therapy background too. Okay, I'm all, I'm all about helping you guys to express what you want to express in your unique way. And that's what I'm talking to you about. Fairburn on the internal saboteur, Melanie Klein on the persecutory object, and Susan Cavalier-Adler on the internal demon lover who can become also a sadistic, hostile object, stopping the muse from operating for creative work. Thank you very much.